0: It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now. I'm starving. On the
1: Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast.
0: Yeah, let's eat. It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast and it is week two of two things. Number one. Tears of Dolan. You know it. You love it. You laugh. Admit it. You did. I know you did. And number two, the show's so nice. We do it twice this week. The guru, John Hansen, a co-owner of fantasypoints.com, like Joe Dolan will be on the show. We gotta talk to Guru about no preseason games. Still shedding a tear that we don't have preseason week one. Tomorrow night, that stinks. I'm still upset about it, but there's nothing I can do. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years, classic journeyman, a bunch of podcasts. Andrew Brandt was awesome today on the Ross Tucker football podcast, breaking down all of these college conference cancellations. Say that three times fast in the Big Ten, the Pac-12, we'll see what happens moving forward but we had a lot of questions we need to answer there later on today we're going to record the even money podcast where steve fazik and i will pretty much just talk to you guys about how awesome we are going over our record on our best bets as well as our overall record and individual record over the course of the last four years since we've had really good tracking of our bets from the Birdman, Todd Bergman. I should mention today's show presented by BetQL. Their best bet algorithm scans hundreds of data points to give you a best bet recommendation for every game and gives you the reasoning behind why you should place that bet. They just bought a tennis analytics company. They bought an auto racing analytics company. They basically have bought the best data for every sport you can possibly wager on, and then they give that to you when you go to betql.co and enter the code ROSS20 for 20% off your first payment, or if you just go to the BetQL app, which, yes, I do have it on my phone. Maybe next week I'll wear my BetQL T-shirt. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL everywhere on the social media sphere, at Ross Tucker Pod is where you can find intern Casey and all the unbelievable clips that she posts. And, of course, we have been on YouTube now, I don't know, a month and a half maybe? YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL where you can see the very properly dressed Joe Dolan. He's got the Fantasy Points hat, which is huge because that's his company. And it's also how you are able to go ahead and get in the season-long fantasy league against me and Joe. If you go to fantasypoints.com, use the code FEAST, all caps, that's the key. And like me, he's got the orange T-shirt on it. I got the orange and black because it's my alma mater. You've got the orange and black Joe for a different reason.
1: Yeah, so I have it on for two reasons right now. Um, number one, uh, at my my wife just got a job at Clemson, so this is actually a Clemson t-shirt. I'm in South Carolina now. Number two, the Philadelphia Flyers play tonight, Ross, and and um, I I'm uh, utterly disgusted by both the Phillies and the 76ers. So I've got I've got the Flyers here. They they they're the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. I've got I've got to cheer them on. Got the gritty flag outside of my house, so uh, I, that that I got to cheer on. I got to cheer on the, the boys with the Flyers. I'd love to put on my uh, my Wayne Simmons jersey. However, I am in South Carolina, and the jersey is a sweater, and it's a billion degrees here. So uh, maybe I'll do that later, and I'll crank the AC down. But for right now, I'm I'm, I'm completely content rocking the orange and black.
0: I love it. Let's go Flyers. Let's go Flyers. Love it. I mean, it's amazing. So it's not really my sport, Joe. You know, Obviously, football is. But it's amazing when you're a fan, right? I, I grew up a fan of the Flyers, the Phillies, mm-hmm. the Sixers, the Eagles, like you. It's amazing how quickly I transitioned from the Sixers and Phillies to the Flyers. No, like, I'm, in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. I was done with the other one. Move over to the Flyers.
1: I'm just disgusted by by the Sixers organization, and I'm disgusted by the Phillies bullpen. But the Flyers, Ross, they're fun to watch. I love watching hockey. It's just one of my. Thing. Nobody nobody came here to listen to my thoughts on hockey, but I just love watching the game. I love yelling at Mike Milbury to shut up on the uh, on the broadcast. I I'm just a fan. I don't analyze it. I'm just a fan, and that and sometimes that's really nice.
0: It absolutely is to just enjoy it. Speaking of enjoying it, people are gonna enjoy our season long fantasy league Joe. We've got two more people that are winners this week. Nick Lagrat. he not only got the fantasy point subscription using the code Feast, but he went ahead and he got the DraftKings app on his phone and put in the promo code Ross. So Good for you, Nick. You are in the tournament. Six right, Nick. teams. Nick, sixteen teams. Time to separate the men from the boys. And we'll see whether or not Rob Chaffee is a man as well. He's from Melbourne. Do you know where that is, Joe?
1: From from what from, from from where? Melbourne. So not Melbourne. Melbourne. I do not know where that is.
0: That's the proper pronunciation of Melbourne, Australia. Oh, okay. He's sultan okay
1: i'm I, I, I just i have zero culture ross I'm, I'm i i i watch hockey and i wear ball caps that's about it
0: so if you've been to australia or if you talk to somebody from australia you find out very quickly it's melbourne not melbourne. melbourne so anyway we got we got an aussie in our fantasy draft it'll be awesome we'll have that in a few weeks i'm going to name a couple more entries on tomorrow's fantasy feast podcast with John Hansen. So make sure you listen to the guru tomorrow. So we can dive into that bad boy and make sure you enter. We haven't really even gotten that many entries. You guys can get in this thing. I'm telling you, just go ahead and get fantasy points, use the promo code feast, and then download the DraftKings app. You don't even need to deposit anything. Just put the code Ross in and you are in. Speaking of in, you are in the safe space where you can laugh, giggle, Cry and enjoy Tears of Dolan.
1: Will I win my league
0: if I'm following Joe Dolan? Drafting Zeke. If I'm following Joe Dolan,
1: I'm at the turn, two pigs to burn.
0: Joe Dolan <laughs> that will never not be funny to me that will never not be funny I love it great job by our buddy Scott Sheriff that was fantastic um, by the way if, if you don't ever check out our social media clips or go to YouTube you need to just to see my head bobbing as I sing the song let's do it Joe tears of dolan. Running backs, we're starting with tier one. You've got four guys that make it into tier one. Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, Alvin Kamara. What separates mm-hmm. Tier One from your Tier Two group?
1: Well, there's uh there's the the first two tiers that I have really are if you want to get if you want to get more into how you're gonna feel about your draft if you're doing a snake draft. My first two tiers are the ones where I really feel good about these guys as your RB1. But I think there are the super high-end RB1s and then the guys who are just kind of good RB1s. And the super high-end guys, McCaffrey, Barkley, Elliott, and Kamara, here's the difference. Versatility, track record. These guys have gotten it done for multiple years. Uh, McCaffrey, uh, I mean, it's self-evident. The guy went for hundred, uh, went for 1,000 rushing yards and 1,000 receiving yards last year. Saquon Barkley, for my money, is the best running back in professional football. Ezekiel Elliott is a true bell cow in the old school style, and he, he's still the foundation of what the Cowboys do. And Alvin Kamara might be uh, kind of a, a controversial one here because he doesn't get the ball as much as these other guys do. But I look at the fact that he came out this week And he said, hey, look, man, I I got hurt in week six. I think he said he tore his MCL in week six and played through it the rest of the season. Still had a respectable season. He thinks he's 100%. He's in that Saints offense, and he has a track record. So those four guys, to me, are separated from the pack. If you want to argue with Kamara, um, that's fine. But these guys have versatility. They have track record. They play in good offenses. Eh, Well, McCaffrey is his offense, and Barkley is a significant part of his offense. But Elliott and Kamara play in really good offenses. That's what separates these guys.
0: Tier 2, you've got Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, Derrick Henry, Miles Sanders, and the rookie artist Mm -hmm. known as Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I'm looking at Tier 3 as well, so I'm curious – What separates Tier 2 from Tier 3?
1: So in in Tier 2, I'm just projecting a a little bit safer role. Now, the thing with Dalvin Cook here, and and this is what keeps him out of Tier 1, there's a couple of things. Number one, the guys – I don't even – The thing about Cook is, like, is he still holding out? Is he not holding out anymore? Like, it's the quietest, weirdest holdout of all time. We knew because of the new CBA, he had no leverage. So I'm not worried about that anymore. But one of the big things with Dalvin Cook, quite frankly is the fact that he's missed, like, 19 games in his NFL career, okay? That's a big issue. He's missed him in three seasons, so he's missed more than a full season's worth of games. That's a big issue for Dalvin Cook, on top of the presence of Alexander Madison. So that's why Dalvin Cook sneaks down into this tier. Joe Mixon, if I was more confident in the Bengals using him in the passing game, he would be a Tier 1 running back. If Giovanni Bernard did not exist, Joe Mixon would be a Tier 1 running back. Now, you had Zach Taylor come out. Uh, I think the offense coordinator, the running backs coach this week, said for Joe Mixon, we have got to get the ball in his hands. Good things happen. This guy was an awesome receiver in college. Um, uh, according to our guy Graham Barfield at FantasyPoints.com, he uses, he uh, charts games and he, for something he calls yards created. Joe Mixon has the highest yards per route run of any running back he ever charted in college. So this guy is capable of doing it. They just don't throw him the ball enough, and and it, it blows my mind, but he's talented enough to do it. So he's a big target for me in this tier. Derrick Henry doesn't catch the ball enough. Um, uh, I, I'm in on Derrick Henry this year. I like him this year. Um, I fully admitted I was wrong on him two years ago. Um, I was I was wrong on him last year. I, I didn't know how, how well he could sustain it, but he got paid. He's going to be the foundation of the offense, but I'd really like to see them throw him the ball more. That's why he's in Tier 2. Miles Sanders – It's just the lack of track record here. Um, What, you know, are the Eagles going to sign another running back? Are, uh, or is Doug Peterson going to give him 15, 18 touches a game? It's the lack of track record here. But Miles Sanders is one of my favorite targets. He and Joe Mixon are my favorite targets from this tier. Um, And then I have to throw Clyde Edwards in here, you know, and and this might be controversial. It shouldn't be. Um, I've seen high stakes players draft. Uh, Clyde Edwards Alaire in the top two picks of drafts, um and you might think that's ridiculous. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't take Edwards Alaire over Saquon Barkley or Christian McCaffrey. But let's look at the facts. Everybody's initially going to be like, "Oh, Andy Reid, you know, he's not going to trust rookies," and blah blah blah. BS, just complete and utter BS. And and all you have to do is look three years ago. Three years ago, Kareem Hunt as a rookie running back for the Kansas City Chiefs, led the National Football League in rushing. I mean, what more proof do you need? Kareem Hunt fumbled on his first carry in professional football. I remember because I was getting yelled at on Twitter because at the time I was with Fantasy Guru and me and John Hanson and our staff pushed Kareem Hunt to high heaven that year. Especially after Spencer Ware got hurt in the preseason, the secret was out. He fumbled on his first carry, and we were getting screamed at on Twitter. Oh, you gave me this this jerk! He fumbled. He's going to get benched. Well, he didn't get benched. He had over two hundred yards from scrimmage in that game. You'll remember it was the Thursday night game against the New England Patriots to kick off the season. Andy Reid will put the best player on the field. Clyde edwards alaire is a unique fit for this offense. It is the best offense in professional football. I- Look, you, you you look at the talent, you look at the fact that Damian Williams opted out, it's a no-brainer. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is and should be a first-round pick in fantasy football.
0: Okay, I might have specific questions for you about some of these guys later Sure, we can get back to, but I want to make sure we hit all the tiers because I guess I'm surprised. What I think is most interesting is when you tell me why Dalvin Cook and Mixon aren't Tier 1, why Kamara is. Edwards-Hilaire in Tier 2 I don't have a problem with. I do am curious, your tier three, Aaron Jones, Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake, Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler. What's the difference between your tier three guys and your tier two guys?
1: So I think the biggest debate here is Josh Jacobs, and and I, I think it's fair because the question should be for me, and it's the question I asked myself when I was putting these tiers together. What's the difference between Josh Jacobs and Joe Mixon? They're kind of used similarly. Um, You know, Mixon lost a lot of targets to Gio Bernard. Josh Jacobs lost a lot of targets to Jalen Richard. DeAndre Washington is gone. But they brought in Lynn Bowden, so there's a lot of questions there. They say they're going to use him more in the passing game. I am just still concerned about that. They went out and they they made a point to re-sign Jalen Richard. He was a free agent. They drafted Lynn Bowden. Um, Josh Jacobs did not have a single target on third down last year, not one. So that, that one I'm a little concerned about. I just think Joe Mixon has a little bit more of a track record when it comes to Aaron Jones. I don't know what the hell the Packers are doing. They drafted a running back in the second round. So you think he is going to get involved. The thing I like about Aaron Jones though, is you might be able to make a salient argument that he's the second best receiver on this team behind Devontae Adams. So Aaron Jones Jones is somebody I think the industry is struggling with a lot. Um, There are some people who are like, yeah, he's a first-round pick, and there's others who wouldn't even take him in the second. I've started to take him a little bit when he slips to the middle and back end of the second round just because I'm not entirely sure how they're going to use him. And you know, when a guy leads the NFL in touchdowns, he had 19 of them last year that's coming down. Like I you, you just you, you take the under on that. You have to take the under when somebody leads the NFL in touchdowns. Kenyon Drake, half a season. I love the I love the offense, I love the fit, but he put together half a season. Nick Chubb is kind of a mini Derrick Henry. He has to contend with the presence of of Kareem Hunt who's going to suck up a lot of targets. If Kareem Hunt did not exist, Nick Chubb would be a top 5 pick. But Kareem Hunt does exist. So Nick Chubb is not a top five pick. He's a second round pick where I also like him. And Austin Eckler is a player I'm hugely struggling with because he was so volume based in the passing game. However, I think this is going to be a low volume passing game with Tyrod Taylor and Justin Herbert. And the problem is instead of checking down to the running back, the way Phillip Rivers did a gajillion times a year, uh, Justin Herbert and Tyrod Taylor, they're going to run. So, is all what what's Austin Eckler's role gonna be? Is he gonna get 250 carries? I'd probably take the under on that. I certainly am gonna take the under on the 91 receptions he had last year, but I love the player and I love that Melvin Gordon's no longer there. So that he's a player I'm struggling with a little bit, Ross.
0: Yeah, I mean I don't really understand that. You know, he put up big numbers last year and there's no Melvin Gordon. I understand they might not throw it to him as much, but feel like he would make up for that in other ways.
1: Yeah, you you would hope so. And I mean, he posted a picture of himself on social media. I mean, the guy looks like looks like a statue. I mean, like just completely chiseled up. Um, but he is small, and no to this point. Now they did have Melvin Gordon. They haven't given him a full workload. They drafted Joshua Kelly in the fourth round, who's kind of your classic bruising running back, which suggests to me that they still want to limit his carry. So that's why I'm a little concerned about Eckler. But if you were to tell me the guy's going to get 18, 18 touches a game, he might jump to the top of this tier.
0: So you probably did this on purpose, but your last guy in tier three, Austin Eckler, your first guy in tier four, Melvin Gordon. It's I did not,
1: not do this on purpose, Ross, to be completely honest with you. it's just Melvin Gordon, to me, Last year, I was in on Mark Ingram as kind of my boring, but I think steady kind of RB2 in drafts. He was a guy I was targeting. Turns out, he turns in a season that is a steady RB2 kind of year. He didn't, like, outdo his ADP. He just hit it right, and sometimes you need those guys in your draft. You need the guys who you drafted in the fourth round who perform like a fourth round pick. Not everybody is going to just assault his ADP. And Mark Ingram did that last year. And I think Melvin Gordon, who's kind of a third, fourth round pick this year, I think he's somebody who's going to perform to his ADP. I don't think he's going to get 100% of the snaps, but I've said it on this podcast before. I think he's somebody who's going to come out and he's going to catch the ball and he's going to get the goal line work. So those third down touches where Philip Lindsay has struggled in the past, his Philip Lindsay over the last two seasons has the fewest yards per catch, yards per reception, of any player with 90 or more targets, the fewest. Melvin Gordon blows them away in that regard. Now, I don't know if that's the offense, if it's Lindsey's true skill set, but there is a reason they signed Melvin Gordon, and I think it's to play on third downs and to play at the goal line. And those are the calorie-rich fantasy touches that we want. That's why I like Melvin Gordon as an RB2 for fantasy this year.
0: You know, I think Tier 4 might be one of your most interesting. I'm more interested in Tier 4, Tier 5, because these guys have question marks. So the next two in Tier 4, you got Melvin Gordon to kick it off. Then you've got James Connor from the Steelers and Jonathan Taylor, the rookie for the Colts.
1: Yeah, these are three really different guys, and I think that's why um, you might hearken back to our conversation about quarterbacks last week. And in Tier 3, I believe it was, I had three very different guys, in my opinion, in Carson Wentz, Josh Allen, and Matt Ryan. This is kind of a tier where I have three very different guys. I think Melvin Gordon's going to be the steady Eddie. I think you have two potential league winners here in James Connor and Jonathan Taylor. James Conner, can he stay on the field? If he has been on the field, the guy has been a hammer RB1. But he can't stay on the field. They have Benny Snell. They have Anthony McFarlane. They drafted Anthony McFarlane this year. There's some. There seems to be some talk uh, among Steelers beat writers that Jalen Samuels might not make the team, but he is still there. So there, there's a little bit of a question on whether James Conner can stay on the field, but if you're a kind of a risk-taking drafter, maybe you drafted a bunch of floor guys in the first three rounds, and you're like, man, I really need somebody who, if he comes through, he's going to win a league for me. James Conner could be your guy. Now, the thing with Jonathan Taylor is, what is Marlon Mack's role? What is Naeem Hines' role? I, I I gotta admit, I was a l I wasn't shocked, but I was a little bit surprised that the Colts traded up for a running back in round two when Marlon Mack's basically run for a thousand yards each of the last two seasons. Now he's going into the final year of his contract. What are the, what are the Colts' plans? Or is there a plan to say, hey, we're going to we're gonna ride Marlon Mack, we're gonna let him go after this season, and then Jonathan Taylors are back for the next three years? Or did the Colts look at this and say, we have Phillip Rivers. We have an amazing run uh, uh, offensive line. We're going to build everything around the run game. And Jonathan Taylor is a special back, which I believe he is. My, uh, I wanted to apply Occam's razor to this, to this situation here in Indianapolis. When the Colts took Jonathan Taylor, my immediate thought was they want to run the football. This kid is special. He's a special talent. Greg Cosell compared him to Ezekiel Elliott as a, as a talent. They have a great offensive line. They traded up for him in the second round. That tells you all you need to know. It tells you they want him to be their number one running back. Now, if Marlon Mack did not exist, Jonathan Taylor is a second-round pick. For now, he's kind of a third, fourth-rounder. I think he's a league winner, but some people are being really scared away by the presence of Marlon Mack, and I don't think I can blame them for that.
0: Before we get to Tier 5, which, I mean, these are like blasts from the fantasy past. Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley. I mean, there were years where those are like the top two guys. I want everyone to know about the top one. That's called DraftKings Sportsbook app. It's the number one rated sportsbook app right now, okay? New users can bet one dollar. To win $252 with UFC, place a $1 bet on either main event fighter, the opportunity to win $252. Plus, NBA, you'll get a bet on a single game of at least $25, and users will receive a $10 free bet to use on a live market within that game. So they got all kinds of deals. It's pretty unbelievable. The key is that you download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app on your phone like I did, my brother-in-law did, my friends did, and use code ROSS when you sign up because for a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Think about that. DraftKings Sportsbook has a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Just enter code ROSS when you sign up. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or New Jersey, Indiana, or PA only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match. Each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Joe, let's get with it. Tier 5, Lev Bell. Todd Gurley, Mark Ingram.
1: Projected starters, I really don't want a whole lot to do with. Um, I I just, I don't. The vibes on Le'Veon Bell, there are people in this industry who really like him this year. I just don't like the vibes here. I don't like the offense overall. They drafted LaMichael P. Ryan. They signed Frank Gore. I just don't want anything to do with him. I think Todd Gurley's cooked. Um, now, the thing about Todd Gurley, the reason I've seen him go in the second round. See, here's the thing. Todd Gurley's in my tier five, and I have him above guys who I've actually drafted, guys like David Montgomery and Cam Akers. But he's in my tier five, which means he's going to get drafted before my tiers get here. I've seen him go in the second round. That is utterly nonsense to me. Like he has looked cooked. Now, the thing I think people are are pointing out is their depth chart is really thin. I get that, but. Uh, I don't know how he's going to catch the ball. I mean, if I'm wrong on Todd Gurley, so be it. All the evidence against him. I mean, the Rams ate ten figures of salary or dead cap to get rid of him. Ten figures of dead cap to get rid of this guy. So that's all that that needs to be said for me. I want nothing to do with Todd Gurley this year. Mark Ingram, eh, I loved him last year. J.K. Dobbins is there. He, I think Ingram scored five receiving touchdowns on, like, 21 receptions last year. That is not going to happen again. Um, I, he's just some – these three guys, well, Gurley's ADP is really high, um, higher than than Bell and, and Ingram. But where, where Bell and Ingram are going, I'd probably almost invariably want to take a wide receiver in that spot because I really like the wide receiver values in, like, that fourth, fifth round range.
0: Got it. That makes sense. Okay, tier six. Is another threefer, it's David Montgomery, Chris Carson, and Cam Akers.
1: Yeah, three guys who are also kind of very different. David Montgomery, I'm betting on, I don't want to call it a bounce back season because he's never been good in the NFL, but kind of a bounce season. Just a bad year behind a bad offensive line and a bad scheme. They've completely revamped the coaching staff. He's apparently really slimmed, slimmed down. What he needs to do is become more aggressive as a runner. Um, He was way too patient behind a bad offensive line, and that really sapped him last year. But um, I will take him as kind of a low end RB2, high end RB3, uh, and bet on that bounce season. Chris Carson's a player I never have a good grasp on, um, but all he's done is produce when he's been on the field. So he's kind of that rock solid low end RB2 if you get to this tier. And then Cam Akers is the league winner. He's the guy who, right now, has a potentially problematic role. Uh, I saw the coaches talking up Malcolm Brown a little bit. Daryl Henderson's still there. Um, But Cam Akers, if he seizes this Rams job from this backfield, is a potential league winner. So what do you want? Do you want the young guy who had a bad rookie season? Do you want the steady Eddie guy who nobody ever really knows what to do with and they have Carlos Hyde there and Travis Homer and, and Rashad Penny could come back? Or do you want the upside rookie in a potentially really good offense who has an uncertain role? So it's three kind of different guys, um, but all three kind of guys who who have a very compelling argument to be made for them.
0: Let's get to Tier 7. It's only two guys. Two guys I'm also going to guess that you don't like. Leonard Fournette
1: and David Johnson. Hello, Forget about it. Um, You can talk me into David Johnson in the fourth round. Like, it... Hey, I took three wide receivers in the first three rounds, and I'm loaded there. What about David Johnson? I, well, I, I mean, the, the guy ran like a forklift last year, but okay. I mean, you could you could convince me that Bill O'Brien sees something in him. They're going to get him involved in the passing game. You could talk me into that. You cannot talk me into letter Fournette. The guy's going in the second and third round. The Jaguars made every overture possible to get rid of this guy this offseason. Every overture possible. They couldn't do it. They couldn't find a taker. Um, look, here's another piece of anecdotal evidence. The Indianapolis Colts, who we just talked about, who traded up to take Jonathan Taylor, who they trade past? The Jacksonville Jaguars. They thought the Jaguars were going to take Jonathan Taylor to be their new lead back. So the Colts traded past Jacksonville to do it. Uh, Leonard Fournette had, what, 81 catches last year. Hell no, that is not going to happen. New offensive coordinator Jay Gruden has been a guy in his entire NFL career who uses an early down back and a third down back. Who did the Jaguars sign this offseason? Chris Thompson, who Jay Gruden knows from his time in Washington. Now, Chris Thompson, you know, he's older. He can't stay on the field. But I think it's just another indication. Fournette's entire fantasy value was buoyed by his receptions last year. Well, unfortunately, he's not getting them this year. I think his touchdown luck is going to improve. But the team doesn't want him. He's not going to get as many receptions. They have Rykel Armstead there. I, I'm taking Rykel Armstead as a free pick in the 15th round, 100 times out of 100, before I even entertain the thought of spending a third-round pick on Leonard Fournette. I have Leonard Fournette in my seventh tier because I just want it to be evident I want nothing to do with the guy this
0: year. <laughs> so uh, I've been taking some Rykel Armstead, by the way, and yeah. some of these best balls. Booty who?
1: Temple House.
0: Tier 8. Is your biggest tier by far Kareem Hunt, Devin Singletary, Raheem Mostert, DeAndre Swift, Tariq Cohen, James White, Antonio Gibson, Rojo, Ronald Jones, Jordan Howard, Tevin Coleman, J.K. Dobbins? Tell me about by far your biggest tier, Joe.
1: Yeah, so these are the guys who, for one reason or the other, um, are are they have kind of. Uh, they have split-up roles, uncertain roles. Somebody like Devin Singletary here, he's going in the fourth round. I'm not taking Devin Singletary at his cost. I'll take Zach Moss five rounds later. Thank you very much. But some of these other guys, DeAndre Swift, Raheem Moster, Kareem Hunt, Tariq Cohen, James White, they're going to be in split backfields. There's two I want to highlight, though, really briefly, Ross. Antonio Gibson. I'm sure we'll talk about this a little bit later um, uh, the Washington backfield following the release of Darius Geis is very fascinating. Um, they have Gibson learning multiple positions though. The entire fantasy community is now on Antonio Gibson. He averaged like a ridiculous 11 yards of touch last year. And Memphis. problem was he got like 70 touches. Um, so there's not a huge track record here, but he's a superb athlete. He's a spark monster. So he's somebody who, who you, you, you think could be this year's Alvin Kamara, that kind of mid round pick. Who gets pushed into an opportunity and runs with it. So I'm in on taking Antonio Gibson as, as an upside play. Ronald Jones is the other guy who's who's kind of getting a lot of discussion. And there are that we, M- M- Graham Barfield and I, we call them Rojo Truthers. A voracious segment of the fantasy football community on Twitter just goes after anybody who talks bad about Ronald Jones. And like, Ross, I just don't see it. I, I, I didn't like him as a prospect. Um, He averaged under two yards per carry as a rookie. He had to have a super improvement just to get to an okay second season. And now he's in an offense where, by the way, was not trusted to pass protect at all last year. Dario Gumbawale was the pass protector for the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If Ronald Jones cannot pass protect, he ain't gonna play on third downs with Tom Brady. It's not gonna happen. So uh, my, my question is, does, does Keyshawn Vaughn get those reps? Does Ogumbawala get those reps? Does the newly shine, blah, blah, blah. does the newly signed LaShawn McCoy get those reps? Ronald Jones has to show serious improvement to play on third downs, or else he's just going to be an early down guy. So maybe, maybe he becomes Sony Michelle and he gets eight to ten touchdowns. In the seventh round, that's an all right bet to make, but I am not going out of my way to draft Ronald Jones this year.
0: Tier 9, Duke Johnson, Zach Moss, Adrian Peterson, and etc. That's the first time in the history of Tears of Evan or Tears of Dolan we have an etc. So yeah. those three guys, what does the et cetera mean? Basically, everybody else?
1: So frankly, Ross, I put the etc. there when I sent you this because I didn't think we'd get to tier 9. <laughs> but uh, it, there, there's a lot of appealing guys beyond this. Go to FantasyPoints.com to check them out. Um, but Duke Johnson – He's the guy I'm buying in the Houston backfield. So there's two guys here that I want to highlight. Adrian Peterson, I just think his 47 lives, he has another one in use right now. He's going to get 175 to 200 carries. Much more appealing in best ball than in in a standard league uh, because he's a very game script dependent. So Adrian Peterson, just eh. But Duke Johnson and Zach Moss, I wanted to highlight those two guys because I'm out on the other two guys in their backfield at cost. Both David Johnson and Devin Singletary are going around the fourth round. I'm out on those guys at cost. Duke Johnson in the 10th round, Zach Moss in the ninth round. Zach Moss, I think, is a much better receiver than Devin Singletary. Those are the guys I want to get from those backfields.
0: Love it. Uh, Fantastic work, Joe. I mean, really, unbelievable stuff. I'm taking notes while we're talking Excited to talk to your co-owner of Fantasy Points, John Hanson, tomorrow, specifically about no preseason games. I'm going to be crying that there's no preseason game tomorrow, which uh, next week we can get into wide receivers. It's happening. Some college football is not happening. The NFL is happening. Get excited. Get fired up and make sure you know who to draft because you're going to need to be all in on NFL this year. Especially when these other sports start finishing up, NBA and baseball. It's going to be all NFL all the time. Make sure you go back and listen to Joe last week talking quarterbacks. Other than that, I'm stuffed. We're done. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and The College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, rostucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.